This is the Todd and Friends Podcast. I don't like to waffle on predictions. That doesn't mean I always hope I'm right. Oh, what's he going to do? Oh, come on. I'm with you. So, thank that. you. Yeah, I'm with you. Todd, I knew we'd agree on something here. From the KWLM Sports Studio. With thanks to Heritage Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Here's Todd Bergath. Thanks for joining us for the podcast uh, once again uh, today on these Fridays. Jeff Ash uh, joins us uh, on the phone today. And, well, Lefty, a lot of times I catch you on the road headed someplace. Are you going anywhere? this weekend i don't think so we were actually uh as we know brooks plays for st cloud technical and they were supposed to play ridgewater today and tomorrow uh-huh. um i think it was today and tomorrow unless it was, yeah it wouldn't have been on easter and have not heard about it obviously we're not playing here by right. any means but right. um we've had to they've been trying to travel all over the place they actually played down in lacrosse wisconsin on tuesday oh. played a doubleheader down there against Western Tech, which is down there. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah, we're supposed to be playing in our conference games by now, but it's not really been happening. <laughs> yeah, you don't think? So, so I got a message into Brooks, too, and for them it's it's so, you know, they're trying to find fields, and, yeah. you know, then it's like, do we have transportation? It's kind of that whole uh, junior college life, too. It isn't like they can just drive off to Kansas City and play games. Sure, sure. So, yeah, but and one of these days, hopefully they can get into a rhythm. I'm afraid they're going to have, you know, games just piled on top of each other at right. some point here. So we're going to need some pitching. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> and looking, looking for turf fields, right? So I understand that the bold, right. bold baseball team has a game scheduled out in, uh, uh, what is it, uh, Wisconsin. They're traveling to Wisconsin. River Falls. Yep. Uh, to yeah, play. we were supposed to play in Wisconsin, too, and then it yeah. ended up they got a dusting of snow. So Wisconsin and Iowa are kind of fine. We just kind of got smoked. Yeah, we kind of did. <laughs> and I know, like, Augie has been playing down in Sioux Falls, too. So okay. I know that there's been some games down there. They have turf on their infield and stuff. So Makes a difference. Um, yeah, and if we get the 70 degrees, that's what's nice about turf, which Wilmer has some of those now. So I don't know. <laughs> we have so much snow, but I don't know if – you probably got to be careful getting equipment out there too, because obviously if there wasn't a lot of snow and you get this heat, I think those turf fields melt off real nice. So, yeah, but, yeah. but who knows yeah. one of these days, right? Yeah, that's right. I mean, uh, you know, uh, winter slash spring in Minnesota, you're always dealing with it when you're, when you're trying to play games outdoors in April, you're always going to have uh, some issues certainly earlier in the month. So good luck to yeah, when they this do. One's a little, this one's a little worse than normal. But. Yeah. 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 Well, last year wasn't very nice either. I don't think it was quite this late, but I remember last year, March was really nice. And then April was so cold and windy, but yeah, we just uh, didn't have quite as much snow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> that's right. So they'll get out there when they get out there and that's, that's, yep. that's all you can do. Uh, yep. You know, the masters is underway. Now, Jeff and I are talking in the morning here on Friday about 9.30. If you're listening to us on KWLM, it's a little after 4, so a lot has occurred uh, since we visited about the Masters and before this airs. But, um, you know, the the leaderboard has big stars on it. You know, Kepka, Rahm right at the top at, at uh, 7 right. under par. And who was the third player that was at 7 under after the first day? There was three of them uh, that shot 65s on the opening day. But, Kepka, Rahm, Hovland. Yeah. Hovland yeah. Off early and shot well. Yeah, that's right. So you know, big name stars. It's it's a major tournament. Yeah. So you're going to have the big names at the top. Yeah, um, that is for sure. And you know, the, all the news down there now is about the weather. So they're talking how the guys that are getting out this morning have a real advantage. A lot of those guys played in the afternoon. Ye- yesterday was perfect. Yeah. And then today they're talking maybe like two o'clock. And I don't know if that's. I suppose if they're saying two o'clock, it's probably Eastern time. Yeah, yeah. That it's really supposed to get the rain's moving in and I think I saw like forties for tomorrow. So, um, 
I would assume these guys that are going out now really want to get in and post a good score, knowing it's going to be really hard for anybody to move the needle too far this afternoon if that weather starts kicking in. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, Brooks is <clears throat> he's on fire, actually, this morning, so. I was watching, um, you know, some ESPN coverage then after the round yesterday was over. And, uh, you know, they have that uh, gentleman who won uh, the U.S. Open twice who comments uh, quite a bit for ESPN. Anyway, he was saying uh, that he really thought that it was going to be Kepka, Hovland, Aram after the first round. He said, I mean, to go outside of those three, considering the weather that's coming in, uh, he said, you're a long shot. Uh, He said if if, uh, after the opening day, one of those three guys he thought would certainly win it. Now, we'll see what happens. A lot could happen between uh, now and then, uh, certainly. But... But uh, it seems like when the weather's bad, it's a lot better to be in front than trying to chase everybody down. Yeah, absolutely. And Ram and, ha- and Victor Hovland, they take off this afternoon, so that could be interesting for them. Kep yeah. is already half through his round. Yeah, as we're talking here, but um, the uh, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. But that's the thing. I think <clears throat> I know when I was texting you, I said it isn't even about the results. Of course, yeah. I love how the finishes are, but I literally cannot not watch it or listen to it or whatever. And then, like you said, you, I watched Dagner every swing yesterday while yeah. I was working too. Yeah, right. But I, uh, we had church service last night. So I went to church and I thought, well, I'm going to go home and, and now, now I want to hear what they're going to say about all the golf that I watched, you know, like, exactly. And part of it is I really enjoy hearing some of the interviews from the, the players, you know, like what their takes were and kind of what their demeanor is and, of course, you know, listening to Tiger, and then they said, how's the leg? And then there was this long pause. Yeah. It hurts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like, and he kind of struggled. But, of course, he's so good to have around for everything that goes on. But, um, yeah, there's just some, there's just something about it. But I think part of it, too, is, you know, everybody does their master's pools and their picks and everything. But it's the top 50 players in the world at the end of last year. And then guys that have won tournaments. So it's the most loaded field you're ever going to have. I mean, even over any of a lot of your other majors too, because some of those throw in, you know, like PGA professionals that then can qualify and, you know, guys that aren't going to last on the tour, but this is people that, you know, have really done something and have a little bit of longevity or are past champions. So yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. And then the whole amateur thing, you know, the, I had uh, that Sergeant, the big bomber, that's, that got the special invitation. That's the sophomore um, yeah. in college. Um, I had him on a lot of mine and he starts off with a birdie and then he's got, you know, bogeys, double bogeys, birdie, birdie, double, you know, his scorecard was crazy. I don't know if he hit it all over the place, but <laughs> it's fun seeing how those guys do. And then that, that, uh, the, the low amateur that actually shot four under too. It's just, it's fun to see how each individual kind of carries himself in this environment. And yeah. you never hear except for, uh, no, oh, what's his name that said he didn't like the Masters? Hothead Hatton. Oh, yeah, Tyrrell Hatton. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, you know, everybody just can't say enough about this tournament, and that's how I feel watching it, too. Yeah. Tyrrell Hatton doesn't like any course he plays, I don't think. <laughs> I don't, he doesn't like himself most days. So, I don't think so So, uh, so that's why uh, you're going you're gonna to get some of that from him. Uh, right now, yeah. they, uh, um, you know, so who, well, speaking of Master Pools, who did you take then before the tournament? Who did you like to win it? Yeah, well, as I've chronicled on this show, I have a couple jokers that I do this with every week. So, of course, yeah. when the Masters comes, we amp it up a little bit just because we're so excited. Yeah. And we, we just do a random draft order every week. So you're either first, second, or third. It's just three of us. And I really did not – I didn't really want the first pick, and I really didn't want the second pick. I thought getting the third pick, then one of the big three will just be there. So that's who you take. So I had to make a decision. 
and not because I, I picked Rory as my first pick, but and this is going to seem now because there's a day in, but Jason Day is really the one that I had a feeling about this year that I was just he checked every box as far as how he's playing this year. So Jason Day would have been the pick that I have, yeah. and I do have that in most of my my Masters picks and stuff. But yeah, um, I really think and, and he's been playing well i want rory to win i just want him to get the career grand slam i like rory but geez that guy struggles on the first day of the masters he does and he did yesterday yeah and i was messaging my guys too and i just like he's stressful to have on your team like you know, every, yeah. every hole you're like what are you doing you know but then he'll rattle off five birdies in a row so he's crazy you would think a guy that's that good wouldn't be so volatile at, on some of these rounds you sit and watch scotty play and you're like do you like ever miss hit a shot? I know, you know right? like what in the heck? And it just looks like some of these guys, and even like Brooks yesterday, he didn't even, it was like stress-free and Hovland who definitely usually has stress in his golf game. Yeah. He, he even said it, he goes, it was like a video game for me today. It's just like, yeah. wow. Yeah. The so, greens were soft and receptive so that these guys are <laughs> yeah. such terrific iron players that they're able to get it in there. If they have what they call fire in the greens at Augusta, then, you know, you can't land it on there quite as easily. You got to kind of bounce it uh, into certain spots and play the contour and so forth. That's what makes it so interesting to watch oh. is the greens have so much undulation. Yeah. You see a guy hit it 60 feet away from the hole and you go, where's he hitting it to? And then it catches <laughs> the undulation and it rolls toward the pin and it right. gets down to five. 10 feet away so there's a lot of course knowledge at the masters that these guys or have hit six have. feet from the pin and ends up 60 feet away right right know? and and that's what i think i said it last week or one of the i think it was with you or or snow i don't remember but i just said i really enjoy the commentators in these tournaments too because yeah. they they're like preparing you and telling you as the ball's in the air you know and and i really enjoy that kind of the the lead up to you know this is what they're going to have to do from that spot, or they're going to have to land it here and things like that. I think that makes it very interesting, especially for a golfer, you know, kind of what is the thought process here? What do they do from that side? What do they do from this side? I don't Colt. I love him on, on the course. And he was having a big debate yesterday. I think it's on, is it on three? No, it's on four. I think it's, it's that short par four that they can almost drive, but he was kind of savaged on Twitter because he thinks everybody should lay up and hit a hundred yards instead of hitting it from 20 or 30 yards. Yeah. And so they were kind of, you know, just things like that to kind of hear what the different takes are. And cause you'd think, well, why don't they just bomb it? Well, the fact is, is there's like a hump straight down to the hole. So even chipping from just off the green, it's not easy. They, he thinks it's easier to hit a hundred yard wedge into there than it is to chip. So just some of that stuff I think is so interesting. Yeah. The course management is huge there. Especially with these guys who can launch it so high in the air oh. and, and get it to, to stop fairly quickly. And, you know, coming off his win on the Live Tour last week, I kind of liked Brooks Kepka. I took Cam Smith as my winner when I picked the okay. snow earlier this week because he's playing well also. But but I watched a lot of Kepka this last weekend, and then I watched his interview afterward, and he said, I'm healthy for the first time in two years. I don't have pain in my knee. And then when you watched him play Live Orlando – uh, last weekend, he was back to being Brooks Kepka, which is just smashing his irons and hitting him so high in the air and just dead straight. And, and you know, the guy's a four-time major champion, so he knows how to win these big tournaments, and I really thought he would be a factor this weekend, and sure enough, so yeah. far he is. Yeah, I was – we had back to my, my uh, group that I pick with. Of course, there was lots of smack talk about Liv and stuff. Sure, yeah. One of, one of the guys – Part of the fun picked almost half live guys and I literally picked one 
we, we're such degenerates. We don't only just do our, we pick 12 and then you take your top five. Well, we also had to do a supplemental draft where we took another eight guys <laughs> where, that we were picking like three of, you know? So I picked one live guy out of all of those. I don't know. They just, they kind of bug me. I'm, I'm a traditional guy and I love the PGA tour. I mean, I get it. I suppose if somebody right now, I would, you know, love it if they wanted to offer me a whole bunch of money to, uh, go do you know mortgages and let the music play i probably would take the money i supposed to at this point but um i don't know so here's the thing for kepka just to defend him a little bit about going to the live golf tour because Mm -hmm. uh you know because he was no i'm not going for quite a while and then he flipped and all of a sudden he went so he was when when you're on the pga tour and you don't play you don't make any money uh and he had injuries so he came back and tried to play when his knee was not ready to be playing he couldn't even Mm -hmm. squat down behind his putts there for a while in his playing but he had to play he had to try and make money because it's not just about these guys for themselves they have a whole team of people around them that they have to support as well and on the pga tour if you're injured too bad you don't make any money when you can't play so Liv comes to him and says look we will pay you guaranteed money so you can get healthy so you can rest and rehab your knee and you don't have to play until you feel healthy so he had this nice off season this last year he didn't have to play uh in the fall as much when the pga tour is having uh all of those tournaments as well and going Mm -hmm. to live allowed kepka to get healthy and get back to where his game should be yeah, that's probably all true. That yeah. is probably good. Yeah. I think it's more of the, you know, and I kind of have sour grapes. As you know, I was always such a huge Phil fan, and yeah. I have yeah. totally, you know, been disgusted with how yeah. he's been and how that's all been handled. I mean, I would normally be sitting here like, how can I watch every shot Phil hits at, at yeah. Augusta? And I haven't hardly even checked his score, you know, so it's kind of kind of sad for me because it's always, I mean, everybody calls me lefty. They, you know, yeah. not that you don't call any lefty that, but yeah. It, and everybody knew kind of that. So that's been a bummer for me that kind of how he's handled it, but yeah, yeah, he's definitely been paid. So I guess from that aspect, whatever, but from, you know, there's nothing more traditional than Augusta. So when it comes to that, I kind of didn't want the live guys to do well. So well, I don't know, but. but they have a lot of good players and, you know, yeah. and, and I think it, I, I was hoping that many of them would do well just to get some conversation on the table about how can we implement these guys back sure. into the world golf rankings and so forth somehow and, yeah. and make it happen. I'm just a golf fan. I just like to yeah. watch the best players playing and the way it is now after this year's majors, we aren't going to see the best players playing uh, in the same True. tournaments anymore because the live guys, and there's half a dozen of them there that would be in the top 50 in the world, uh, including Kepka and, and Smith and, and, uh, you know, Bryson uh, DeChambeau, when he gets his game together, he's not playing very well this weekend. But, uh, you know, so it isn't really – it's world golf rankings with an asterisk uh, yeah, right now, and Kepka's proving that to be true. Yeah, and, uh, you know, maybe this – and for myself, too, you know, probably some of the stuff you're saying and thinking about it, as far as just being a fan of it, yeah. I mean, why wouldn't I want to have the best players playing so that some of these – you know, and I've said before – some of the tournaments are kind of interesting because it's giving some of these other guys a chance mm-hmm. to win their first PGA tournament. But are they superstars, you know, like some of these guys that are over on live and of course not all the live guys. Some of those guys are past yeah. their prime and you or know, never heard of them. probably get it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. The DJs and the Brooks Kepkas of the world, of course um, they yep. make the viewing much better. I mean, to watch Brooks the way he is playing like today and even yesterday, 
for one, we haven't been able to see that unless you're tuning into Lib, which most people aren't. Yeah. But to see him play like this, you almost forgot how dang good the guy was. I mean, yeah. he is in a zone right now. And, yeah. Um, he's just not mishitting any shots, and he looks super healthy. Obviously, he's an athletic guy. Yep. So. Yep. But yeah, it's. I love everything about it. You probably made some good points, and I probably shouldn't be so sour on those guys. I think. <laughs> Who knows why it was? You know, maybe I'm jealous. Probably <laughs> take, take it out on Greg Norman all you want. I'm fine yeah, with that. I that, honestly that. wish that this that live had never happened uh, either, because right. that all the guys would still be on the same tour. Right. But we don't have any control over that. It did happen. So blame Greg Norman for going and finding well, Saudi and money. A, but I have a hard time thing, blaming, you know, blaming the players. Yeah. and yeah. I think the Saudi thing is weird to me. I'm like, you know, just whatever the whole political side of it but just like is this like do they just print money over there like it's ridiculous you know and what how would you well pay uh, somebody that much money but they sell a million barrels of oil a day so uh <laughs> they've got plenty of cash right. obviously is almost nothing however well, uh the tv ratings as you mentioned not many people are watching it 100 percent true uh the ratings yeah. on the cw are, are are minuscule they are not drawing a lot of viewers so i wonder how long the saudis will continue to eat money because they are they're losing it hand over fist now they're yeah. doing what they call sports washing they're trying to get their name in a little better light by providing this uh, golf tournaments and they do that with other things too they they spy Sponsor a uh, uh, what people may not know is the Saudis also sponsor a big soccer league overseas, and Messi, maybe the greatest player of all time, is about to sign with them. Ronaldo, maybe the second greatest player of all time, you know, throw Pele, Pele in there too. He's already playing for the Saudi league, so it's not just golfers. You know, there's there's plenty of other professional athletes, and all money, if it's worldwide circulation of money, you know, this it's all money is dirty. I mean, the Chinese, right. you know, look at the Chinese. The NBA is in bed with the Chinese. They're slaughtering Ouija's left and right in their country. So it, it, you start delineating between whose money is clean and whose money isn't. You're just going to go around in a big circle. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I didn't really know that I would ever talk soccer with you on our podcast. Right, so right. I have a lot to learn if we're going to start going that route. I <laughs> but don't you know, know any but of you've heard stuff. of Messi, haven't you? You've heard of yeah, Messi. I have. I, yeah. have. I mean, he's the preeminent star in the league, and he's going to play for the Saudis yeah. next year. So, you know, what yeah, can that you do? money, t- that money talks. It blows your mind how much there must be of it. And yeah. you know, for these guys, yeah, they got they got paid. But I guess this it's, is a that's a you know. Just, you know, listening to the stuff that we're saying here makes me even more excited to watch him for this weekend because obviously there's going to be guys in the hunt that are live. Yeah. And I don't really, I don't think it's a big deal to the actual players. No, you know, I, I don't mean, think I'm it sh- is either. I'm sure the PGA guys don't want a live guy to win. Right. I mean, I that would be foolish that, yeah. to think that. And I'm sure all the live guys are like, yeah, you know, see, you know, if they do win. But I don't <laughs> think it's part of, you know, while they're playing. I see these guys having great conversations out yes, there. And, yes, yes. You know, when you get out there, I mean, they're just competitors. And like I said, they, they don't want to bring down Augusta because it means too much to them. Right. So. Hey, Lefty, so, yeah. thanks so much. We'll talk again next week on the podcast, okay? Okay, Todd. Have a good weekend. Happy right. Easter. You bet. You too. Jeff Ash joining us on the Todd and Friends podcast. It's brought to you by Heritage Bank. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Watch for future episodes of the Todd and Friends podcast at kwlm.com or on the air here at KWLM, 1340 AM and 96.3 FM.